Well, hello, everybody. My name is Dr. Tina Chosik, and um, I'm coming to you from my kitchen um, on behalf of the Wellness in Tough Times team uh, through Extension at UNL. And um, we are doing a, a series of webinars and podcasts to kind of help us get through this pandemic and this difficult time. And so I'm here to start the conversation. And today we're going to start the conversation with asking, are you at your wit's end? Um, I think this whole COVID-19, some of we've been in it for a while now, and I think it's just starting to kind of wear on us and we're a little bit at our wit's end. And so um, I just want to tell you a little bit about who I am and, and what I do and, and why I'm coming to you to talk to you about this stuff. So I am an associate professor at uh, University of Nebraska Kearney. Um, that's where I work. And um, I get to do some really cool things. Um, I get to teach students. Um, and I also have a, a practice in Kearney where I do behavioral health care services. So I'm a licensed clinician. Um, and then I also get to work at UNMC um, as the director of uh, the Behavioral Health Education Center of Nebraska in Kearney. And so I get to expand and, and provide behavioral health um, education to all kinds of people. And uh, I just, my favorite audience to be able to talk to is my rural agricultural people because I grew up as a rural girl. And um, that's really what I always wanted to be. I always want to be in a rural area area, work with folks who are rural, um, and just kind of continue that. I, my, my growing up town was a town of about 900 people. And when I came to college um, in Kearney, actually, um, it was the big city for me. <laughs> and so when, um, when I was done with school and my husband and I, it was time to find a place to settle down, we really wanted somewhere rural. And so we moved to a very small town um, in south central Nebraska. And, and it's, my town is about 300 people. So um, definitely very small, very agricultural based. Um, and uh, we... We have a cornfield out of our front door, and the back my back door is the city hall. And um, the city hall is kind of the hub of the community, right? So we have a library and lots of activities go on there for kids and and um, and families actually, and and a lot of stuff that happens in the community. Um, we just voted over there not too long ago. <laughs> and, um, and then there's also um, the, the fire trucks and, you know, all the, um, the city equipment that's, that's there. And we also have a coffee shop, um, which is only to open to the local farmers and only like at six o'clock in the morning. And um, they all come and they all support each other. Um, although that's not been happening since we've had COVID. And so a lot of our normal daily routines have, have been disrupted, right? Life has really changed throughout this whole um, pandemic. And um, one of the things that's changed that I just never even thought about is that I have to match my mask now to my outfit, right? If I go out into public and um, I just never thought that would ever have to happen. And I've also discovered that those things are not very comfortable. <laughs> um, I wear glasses and so it fogs up my glasses and then I end up messing with it too much and probably totally defeat the whole purpose of wearing the mask. Um, 
But the other thing that really has changed uh, in life is that we're not going and doing things like we used to. And, um, you know, we're not able to go shop or be in crowds of people or be able to go to church or, you know, kids are not able to um, do their sports or, you know, all of those things go, go hang out with friends when they're the teenagers. And so life has just drastically changed. And, you know, it really felt like it changed pretty much overnight. Um, you know, one, one day we're kind of hearing about the, the COVID and it's going on, you know, over in China. And, and I don't know about you, but me, I'm like, well, that's a long ways away. That's not really you know, anything I need to worry about. And then it happened in Italy. And then all of a sudden hearing about, oh my gosh, it's coming here. You know, and even up until recently, you know, kind of Nebraska being in the center, you know, we didn't have the big outbreaks like New York and, and you know, um, California and some of the bigger cities. And so um, now that it really has hit home and we're having more and more cases, um, and especially it's hitting home for the agricultural community um, with the, the problems, you know, of, of it, outbreaks in the meatpacking industry, um, which has then now disrupted a lot of the financial um, uh, supply chains for farms and, and agriculture. Just really life has changed. It's kind of turned upside down. And I think one of the biggest changes um, you know, that, that it's been hard is, is to be away from family and friends. And um, maybe you're in a situation where you can't go visit maybe your parents or, you know, you're worried about giving them the, you know, the been exposing them to, to COVID, right. Or, or in our case, um, you know, we have a, a brand new grandbaby that was born on, um, St. Patrick's Day, actually, March 17th, right before, I mean, the day after he was born, they shut down pretty much the hospital and nobody could go in. And so it, it's impacted our ability to be able to go spend time with him, right, which has been hard because you really want to celebrate those things. Um, or, you know, you may be in a situation where it's elderly parents or um, nursing homes that you can't go into. And um, and so, you know, it's, it is hard um, uh, for us, like we would, we would always run off to the city ranch, we call it, because that's my daughter and, and my son-in-law's uh, place that they have, um, where they raise chickens and some sheep and mainly do um, milling of, of lumber, actually, <laughs> right on the outskirts of, of Bellevue. Um, and so, you know, that's really changed for us. And we're not able to go visit them. And I feel a little cheated, you know, and, and maybe that's kind of where you're at. Like you're feeling cheated and a little bit angry that you can't do some of the things that you've always done. Um, and so the other, the other thing though we have to think about is that, right. It, it's for a better purpose. It's for a good purpose. And, and even though I can't run off and, and go see them, um, we do have technology that helps us stay connected and be able to see um, our little grandson, Jack grow and change. Um, and so I, I do, um, just want to share a little bit, you know, I shared where I lived and, and it, it's, it's not um, as it's not very populated. Right. And so to do a physical distance is pretty easy in my town um, because of there's so few people. Um, although I do see a lot of people out walking. Um, and um, I did when I was coming into town not too long ago from taking a little drive to get out of the house, there was a horrible traffic jam in the street coming into town. And um, that traffic jam consisted of about eight um, ducks and uh, about six geese.
geese and a whole bunch of chickens, right? That was the big, I had to wait, wait for the, for them. And, you know, I just kind of got a chuckle out of that, but, um, you know, there's, there's things that I think when we are in such a, a rush all the time that we miss and, um, you know, what a cool thing that we can, um, you know, just stop every once in a while and enjoy kind of our rural lifestyle, right? And so um, there is so many things that have happened. And I think one of the things that, that has been hard on families is all of this, all these new roles that we've had to take on since COVID and the schools have shut down and, and industry has shut down pretty much. And so we're being asked to do all kinds of things. So now not only are you, um, you know, a mother and a wife um, or a husband um, and a, a father, now you're also a teacher <laughs> if you have, you have kids. And, um, you know, maybe your uh, college-age kids came home and they're now living with you again. And so now you get to also do more laundry and take on all kinds of extra duties. There's so many things, um, all of these new roles that we've had to pick up and new things we've had to do because of the way life has changed. Um, for me, I've had to learn how to cook again <laughs> because, you know, we're all home and I have to cook all of these uh, uh, meals and remember what that's like to do that. Um, and so the other thing, you know, we have to, we've also had to become technology wizards, right? And to get kids in school and get them on the computer, figure out the whole, you know, internet, Wi-Fi, technology, um, and also that's the way that we can um, connect socially, right? And so figure out how to set up meetings so all of our family can be together. Um, you've, ha you've had to maybe be a mediator, right? Between um, arguments that are breaking out because everybody's home together. And you've also maybe had, if you had a job outside uh, of the farm in the ranch, you've had to learn how to do that from home potentially. Um, and even for those who are still like going out um, and, you know, working off the farm and such, things have changed there too. Um, I know my husband has a job where he's considered essential and they've put all kinds of new policies and procedures into place and some things that, you know, he doesn't necessarily agree with and it's been kind of difficult and upsetting to deal with. Um, and, you know, plus all the heightened stress and anxiety and worry, you know, are we transmitting, right? Um, it, the, the, our germs, you know, are we, um, am I at risk for catching the, the virus by being at work and being out amongst people? Um, and so it's just, we have many, many more jobs, many more roles, things to adjust to. And, you know, it, it can seem kind of overwhelming and daunting. Um, now, I will say, I think, some folks, right, have had a bigger adjustment than other folks, uh, which is totally normal. And so maybe, you know, our, our rural lifestyle or in, in the way that you've lived your life, like on, on the farm and not a whole lot has changed, you know, maybe you don't go as often into town or whatever, but you definitely have, um, you know, maybe more um, responsibilities and things to think about, uh, even in terms of the economy and some other things. And so... One of the biggest things that we hear, um, especially in uh, counseling, because we continue to do counseling, that's still available. We have telehealth that, that we can use um, to 
to practice resources. One of the things that we've discovered is that there's been um, a lot more stress and, and family discord because we're all cooped up together, right? And, you know, so you know how chickens are when they're all, you know, like in a coop that's too small, you know, and there's too many of them in there and you have a dominant one. And, and um, you, I, I experienced this at my daughter's not too long ago. I have a bunch of chickens. I had way too many for the coop. And I went out to let them out in the morning um, because they let them like roam around in their uh, yard and their pasture during the day. And, you know, there was, there was a big fight. There was a big chicken fight in the coop. And I just like, Oh, this poor, you know, newer chicken was getting picked on. Right. And, and we kind of do that when we get all cooped up, you know, animals do it. And and we do it as human beings when we, um, you know, get too cooped up in a space and don't have kind of our own, um, uh, space to go to, right, and have a, a break from each other. Tensions run high, and um, you start picking on each other, and, and kids will do this a lot um, to each other if they're, you know, all cooped up too much together. And and so we can wear on each other, and little minor irritations can turn into big things. Um, and so, you know, maybe you're at your wit's end around that whole thing. Like, I'm just so tired of hearing the kids fight, Um and that that really becomes stressful and there's been more calls um you know like the the law enforcement have had to deal with more kind of domestic calls and such during this whole time just because people are you know getting on each other's nerves so to speak and so you know we'll talk about what we can do to combat that in in the second part of this um the talk because there are things that you can do and um we don't want to leave you thinking that you know that there's nothing you can do but you know there's been some there's been some rough weeks and um probably some rough weeks to come to come about pretty soon and so but, you know, we've just, we got to take one day at a time and we'll all uh, get there. And, you know, I, I think the other thing for us to remember is that we, you know, as much as we feel stress and worry about all of the stuff that's going on, you know, as adults, we have to think about our kids too. And, you know, they're feeling stressed and they're feeling um, a little bit cooped up and kind of at their wit's end. And um, so kids have a, a different way of, expressing it a lot of times <laughs> through their behaviors mostly. But if you think about the disruption in the kids' world, you know, they, um, they, went, they were in school, they had a routine, they were doing their things, and all of a sudden that's all gone. And they are, um, you know, trying to figure out how to learn on the computer, you know, how to um, get their schoolwork done in, in their home environment, which is a little bit weird. And they've really had a lot of changes, too. Um, I know my, um, my college-age kid who had to come back, you know, he went on spring break and then he ne- just never went back and he didn't get to say goodbye. He didn't get to have a lot of closure with friends. And, um, you know, his life went from running at about a hundred miles an hour doing all these activities in school to coming here and being at home and not having a lot to do and try to figure out how to learn on the computer. And it's just very stressful and, you know, very worried about how that's going to affect their grades. And I know the, the neighbor gal, we were talking, you know, she's trying to figure out how to be a teacher and make her kid do his homework and he doesn't want to do homework. And, you know, there's lots of arguments and fights in the home um, because 
I shouldn't have to do schoolwork at home. And this is hard. And, you know, the parents try to teach them how to do that new math and has no clue on how to do it. Right. So we're all like kind of have to remember that there's lots of changes. And anytime there's changes, there's stress. Um, you know, even good changes cause some stress. And so what we don't want to have happen is that, you know, we get into a place where we get into a negative spiral or a negative downward kind of thing, you know, kind of like, um, you know, nobody's going to get hurt if they just follow toe the line here. Right. And um, you, you maybe start getting a little shorter with your kids, um, with yourself, with your spouse and um, things can kind of seem, uh, you know, like even worse than what they are because we get into a negative mindset and, um, so there, there's, there's no kind of really right or wrong. I mean, we've never been through a pandemic like this before, right? Just trying to figure it out. Um, but I know that we want to also come out of it, you know, with our relationships intact, with, um, you know, some of the, the gifts that we're going to get out of this. Because believe it or not, even though, you know, there's been a lot of negative, I think there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of this. And one of the things that, that I think a lot about is that, that I hope that it helps our world slow down a little bit and maybe even get back to that more rural way of life, right? Where we are a little bit, you know, more uh, slowed down and, um, you know, able to enjoy things a little bit more. And I know it, we all have been guilty of kind of letting things get out of control and, and out, you know, out of hand. And um, it, it's just, we're all really, really busy. And so maybe this gives us a chance to kind of stop and assess and figure out how we want things to be right. And how we get to a new normal. And so that's going to be the focus of, of our next talk here coming up, which is what's the new normal and how do we get there and what does it look like? And, Oh, I'm at my wit's end. What do I do? Right. And so stay tuned to part two of, um, of this talk and you will find out how to create that new normal.